listeners, I have a big ask of you. Between the editing, reading chapters, revising those chapters into my own words, and distributing the podcast between seven platforms, this podcast takes a lot of time, effort, and resources to share three to four days a week. I'm beyond humbled and grateful for the listeners and sponsorships I've gained in just a short amount of time, and the many messages telling me that this podcast is used as a bedtime story, or that it just brightens your week up, has been such a compliment. I'd like to keep doing this for as long as I can, while bringing future specialized episodes and making my own stories from suggested themes from listeners like you. One way to accomplish this is by direct listener support. Your support will help the show to grow and reach many more fellow story lovers. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash B-U-N dash B-U-N. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash bun dash bun. You can contribute as little as 99 cents a month if you'd like. As always, thank you for listening to Bun Bun Storytime. Hello, and welcome to Bun Bun Storytime, a podcast where I tell stories to listeners. In today's super special episode, I have my all-time favorite god, the golden boy himself. That's right, baby. It's Apollo, the god of light, prophecy, knowledge, healing diseases, poetry, music, archery, protector of the young. Here with you, that's right, especially for you, for an exclusive interview. So So join join us us as as we we hop in. in. Hey, Apollo. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule to meet me here for an interview. Hey, no problem. I like it here in the mortal world, surrounded by all the music and the greats, like female sovereign. Do you mean queen? Anxiety at the dance. Panic at the disco? Yeah, them. And uh, murder by death. Granted, not all of it's that great. Like that goat cheese problem, dude. Are you trying to say Post Malone? Now, sweetie, why would I want to leave you alone? Anyways, so let's get this interview started. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, well, I like long walks in the mountains and forest. My favorite color is a fall color yellow, though I've been told it doesn't go with my complexion. And No, 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 no. I meant, like, where you were born, how it was growing up, you know few stories. That kind of thing. Oh, oh. Well, it all started with Zeus. Why am I not surprised? You gotta feel sorry for my mom. That's the Titan Leto, for anyone who doesn't know. See, being pregnant is hard enough, or uh, hmm, so I'm told. I wouldn't really know. But my mom had to give birth to both my sister and I, twin sister, might I add, by doing some island hopping, pursued by a very jealous goddess and a really big snake. Wow. Island hopping, a jealous goddess, and a snake? Not your typical hospital. I'm gonna guess Hera? 
Yeah, see, old uh, Thunder Tidy Whitey's himself fell in love with Mom and uh, convinced her to be totally fine to have a kid together. Thunder Tidy Whitey's? That's a new one. <laughs> I think that was his favorite lie to tell women, though. Oh, no doubt. I think even he was starting to believe it, to be honest. And Hera found out? Yeah, she did. She would have cursed my mom and basically made her plead to dear old great-grandma Gaia. Let me guess. Oh, great Gaia, if you really loved me, you wouldn't allow any lamb that has roots in the earth to allow Leto to give birth when she needs to. And any lamb that defies me will be cursed for all eternity. Leto will not have a bed. She's going to stay pregnant forever, suffering for taking my husband. <laughs> Wow, that's a really good hair impression for a mortal. <laughs> Thanks. I've gotten pretty good at my whiny, jaded marriage goddess impressions. Oh yeah, I can tell. Yeah, good old hot-headed Hera was really channeling her inner Wicked Witch of the West. Well, just as usual with twins, Mom went pretty early into labor, and uh, about seven months pregnant to be exact. Wow, I guess you guys just couldn't wait to be born, huh? Nah, bro. You ever try to listen to music in the womb crammed with a twin goddess that kicks you because you'd rather listen to nature sounds? Nah, I can't say I ever have. Well, Mom tried to lay down to give birth, but uh, the earth kind of shook a little violently. I guess the earth knew Hera wasn't playing any games. I mean, she's really terrifying. Even when she's whiny. It got so bad that even trees started to burst into flame. Mom drifted from place to place, her body in so much pain. It was agonizing. Artie and I were getting pretty impatient. Artie? As in Garfunkel? Hello, darkness, my old friend. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Artemis. That's what I've called her for centuries. Anyway, Mom became desperate. So desperate that she went to Delphi, my Grandma Phoebe's sacred place. Hey, isn't that where the Oracle's supposed to be from? Exactly. See, we come from a long line of prophecy. She thought maybe it'd be best if we get some answers by going there. And did she get her answers? Yeah, no. See, the cave had been taken over by a big python. Fun fact, python comes from the word pythos, which means rotting. Yeah, that's not gross. Not at all. That python thought mom looked super appetizing, being all fat and pregnant and slow and all. So he uh, chased her no matter where she fled. And just where was the baby daddy Zeus this whole time? Hiding. Hera was throwing a royal hissy fit, and Zeus didn't want to be the target of her wrath, so he uh, let mom take all the heat. Oh, wow. What a nice guy. My mom went around island hopping for so long that she finally remembered the mysterious island of Delos. So why didn't she think of the island before the snake and all of that? Uh, pregnancy brain? Nah. Probably because Dalus is a floating island. No one knew where it was from day to day. It just moved all over. That's gotta be the worst game of Where's Waldo Island Edition that I've ever heard of. Still a better story than Game of Thrones, honey. When she finally found it, she pled to the island, going, Oh, great, Dalus, only you can help me. Please, please, let me come over and give birth. The island's like, woman... I don't want you pregnant on me, all right? I got enough problems as it is. 
you're cursed anyway. And then her mom was like, well, you don't have roots, so you gotta let me on. Wow, what a stupid, picky island. Right? The name Delos means clear or bright. But seriously, that island is about as dim as a Spongebob nightlight. That hurts my eyes just to even think about. Yeah, well, the pathetic, stupid island cooperated and Mom finally gave birth to Artie and I right there on it. The seventh day of the seventh month, that's seven months pregnant and the seventh hour. So that's why people associate seven with being a lucky number. That many sevens has to be lucky. You should play the lotter sometime. Well, did Zeus ever come visit your mom, sister, and you on the island, at least? Not really. I think Hera had that kind of hold on him, to be honest. Well, did any of your relatives know about your birth? Oh, yeah. All my godly relatives knew my sister and I were born. Even came to visit, bringing gifts. Oh, that was really sweet. Did you have any favorite gifts? My cousin, Hephaestus, gave me a custom-made golden bow and magic arrows. Also, my aunt Demeter gifted me with my first musical instrument, which was a chorus, which is kind of like a trumpet. Personally, I would have preferred a guitar. I don't think I've ever heard of a charis. What does that look like? So you ever see one of those old cartoons where the loyal lookout plays an instrument that looks like a sheep or a ram's horn? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Oh, okay. That's kind of neat, I guess. But I can understand why you'd want a guitar. Did you ever get your guitar? Oh, yeah. I own several stringed instruments now. I know you listeners can't see me, but I am visibly swooning right now. So, what did you do after all of that? Well, after all that, I became the patron god of Delos and had a nice talk with that island about making an honest island out of it. Delos put roots down and anchored itself in the sea so that it can't move around anymore. So, there's one thing that's still left on my mind, though. I'm kind of curious about what happened to the python that was chasing your mom. One of the biggest things on my bucket list was to take revenge on that scaly old pillock. Ever since I was old enough to wield my magical bow and arrow set. Number one, kill Hera. Number two, kill Snake. Sadly, I couldn't kill Hera since she was the queen of heaven and all that. Oh, gods. That's so sad that you'll always have something on your bucket list that you can't complete. Also, you are a god. Why the heck do you have a bucket list? <laughs> well, maybe I can live vicariously through whoever is brave enough to try it. Also, don't you judge me. You're not my dad. Oh, yeah. I'm really glad about that. See, I have impulse control, and I'm not married to a green-eyed monster goddess. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, I flew to Delphi. Yeah, I can fly. Saw that snake prick and said, hey, yo, snake, you're a prick. And then I sang a pretty little song to him, and the thanks I get for trying to lull him to his death was, oh, just friggin' kill me now. Rude. Right? So I drew my bow and arrow, and I shot that bad boy right between the eyes. Snake's dead. <laughs> so what'd you do with the snake's body after you killed him? I'm glad you asked that question. Well, it goes a little something like this. I threw it into a crack just below the cave. Oh, gods, that must have smelled something awful. 
Oh, yeah, worse than the skid marks on Zeus's tidy whities You best believe it. But you learn to deal with it. And without good old hissy breath gardening, I took over the Oracle of Delphi. Anytime a priest or priestess got prophecies, they got it straight from me. Which is why they would always be in the forms of riddle or poetry. Or song. Sometimes all three. Ooh. Do you think you could give me a prophecy? When the time it comes, mm, the earth's gold must turn into a bronze, and unity shall bring forth an age of renewal and rise of nature at will. You're killing it with the Yoda impression. Hmm. I'm going to guess this is something about autumn, maybe? First to get that on the first try, you are. Hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So... Did you ever leave Delos and take your place on Mount Olympus? Eventually, yeah. And even Hera didn't dare object. You see, she said it was something about me just looking godly. So how well did you adjust to life on Mount Olympus? I actually fit in like 120 quarter notes fitting into a minute of music. I'm a god of all trades, I guess. I became super popular at all the Olympian parties. Oh, yeah? How so? Definitely. They used me as a live one-man band. I told Fortins at their Halloween parties and even did trick archery. So, speaking of being a god of all trades, you're a god of quite a lot of things. Did the gods ever get confused? Oh, yeah. Mostly it was the mortals, though. They'd be like, Mmm, I wonder who the god of basket weaving is. Must be Apollo. Yeah, but isn't that Athena's job? Technically, yes, since she invented weaving. However, I think that's why so many people started calling me the god of the sun. They started out actually as my buddy Helios' job, but the poor guy wanted to retire anyways and decided to leave me in charge of his golden sun chariot. So, you mentioned previously that avenging your mom was number two on your bucket list. You know, at least with the snake thing and all. Are you and your mom very close? You could definitely say that. I've avenged my mom's honor on more than one occasion, and one thing to know about me is that you never want to underestimate me, especially when it comes to my loved ones. That's really, really sweet. So what are some of your favorite examples where you've, you know, avenged your honor? Well, there was this one time this horrible monster named Tichos. Wait, Tichos? I know, it's a terrible name, but nothing I can do about it except make fun of it. (laughs) Anyway... He was one of Zeus's monster kids, you know, typical Zeus story. Falls in love with a pretty mortal, tries to hide her from Hera. Some kind of stupid crap happens, and Hera finds out and takes revenge anyways. Well, this time she decided to take revenge on my mom by using one of Zeus's other kids. Honestly, I would have thought Hera would have had that move trademarked by now. Right? Well, my mom ran away from this horrible monster sent by Hera all the way to Delphi, where I just happened to be vacationing at the time. That's a pretty lucky case of being in the right place at the right time. She told me what was going on, and I decided to ask my favorite uncle, Hades, for some help. Of course, he helped me by chaining Tichos down in the fields of punishment and having vultures peck out his liver. That that actually sounds really, really familiar. Yeah, we're lucky Prometheus doesn't get us for copyright infringement. Then there was another time I committed mass murder for my mom. Wait, what? Okay, so it started with a stupid, pretentious, obnoxious queen named Niobe, who had, like, 14 kids or something. Like, seriously, just learn to say no. All at the same time? 
Ugh. That's gotta hurt. Yeah, seven boys and seven girls. Anyway, there was this festival in Thebes to honor my mom for being so beautiful and giving birth to two amazing gods. Well, apparently Niobe didn't think it was that special and began to bragging about how she was much more beautiful and how her kids were way more amazing than Artemis and I. Ugh. Sounds like your typical braggy mom. You know, you could say, my kid scored seven goals in soccer. Then she'd come back with, oh yeah? Well, all 14 of mine are team captains. Or something like that. Either way, sounds like a really bad move. Very bad move. You see, she was bragging so loud that Artie and I heard her all the way from the other side of the world and decided to put some things into perspective for her. What'd you do? Uh, not much. We uh, just came down with the golden bows and arrows. I took down all seven boys, and Artie took down all seven girls. That half-wet Niobe's husband even tried to charge at my sister, so I took him down, too. And what'd you do to Niobe? That must have been really bad if that's what you did to just her kids. Oh, here's the kicker. Here's what we did to her. We left her unharmed. We figured that was the ultimate punishment. Of course, she ended up weeping for so long that her tears turned her to stone, but eh. After that, no one in Thieves ever dared to insult her mom ever again. Wow. So, have you ever committed mass murder for any other loved ones? You know, other than your mom? Not really. I mean, at least not mass murder. I mean, that was pretty much the only time. Oh? Not even for the muses? I heard you were involved with all nine of them. Yeah, that part's actually true. Now, you can't blame me for dating them all, though. If you saw them, you'd probably think they were just as gorgeous, too. I just couldn't decide between them. Eventually, they all found out, got pretty hurt, and didn't talk to me for a while. Did you guys ever make up? And are you on speaking terms now? We did, and we are. But I had to make a vow never to marry. Oh, gods. Never is an awfully long time. Did you ever break that vow? Well, only once. I fell in love and got heartbroken, but uh, it's kind of my own fault. Oh, really? How so? Well, it all started with Eros, or Cupid as you know him. Whatever you want to call him. He uh, took some revenge on me for poking fun at his stupid, uh, (laughs) dare I say, women's butt-looking arrowheads. Wait, you mean they were butt-shaped? Yeah, well, the modern heart is actually designed to look like a woman's backside. Oh, that's... <laughs> well, I can definitely see why you poked fun now. Well, I was at the riverside in Thessaly, minding my own business and playing the lair, when that stupid pretty boy shot an arrow straight into my heart. Oh, yeah? Who wound up being the special lady? She's a beautiful naiad, or river nymph, as they're known. Her name was Daphne. She was even more beautiful than Aphrodite. Well, at least to me she was. Freaking Cupid. All the women I've ever dated just suddenly seemed like complete losers to me. But didn't nymphs swear off dating gods because of all the bad things that happen when gods and nymphs date? Unfortunately, yeah. I chased this beautiful nymph with poetry and love songs, but she just kept running away from me. So it was kind of like Pepe Le Pew and that really pretty cat? I uh, don't know who they are, but uh, sure. 
We finally came to a cliff where she pled to Gaia to be saved. I guess Gaia took pity on her because she got turned into a laurel tree. I found myself hugging a tree trunk. So is that why you wear branches on your head? Yeah, so that I won't ever forget her. She was my one true love, the one that got away. Well, turned into a tree. I failed to win her love, but now at least her laurel branches are known as a symbol of victory. And all just because you poked some fun at some bows. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a much better archer than that pretty boy, Eros. Only one person is better at it than me, and that's my sister, Artemis. But uh, don't tell her I said that. Oh, best believe, I won't. But I do think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you again for joining me, Apollo. The pleasure was all mine. And to all my loyal listeners, thank you as always for listening. Have a great night.